With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. So y'all can sit here and ask me all the questions y'all want to. I'm here so I won't get fined. Hello? You play to win the game. You don't play to just play it. That's the great thing about sports. You play to win. And I don't care if you don't have any wins. You go play to win. The second half, we sucked. We couldn't stop the run. Every time they got the ball, they went down and got points. We got our ass totally kicked in the second half. That's what it boiled down to. It was a horse performance in the second half. Cannot play with them. Cannot win with them. Cannot coach with them. Can't do it. Been erroneous reports. People questioning my loyalty to him. That is absurd. Next question. Next question. Next question. Next question. Next question. Now, if you want to crown them, then crown their ass. But they are who we thought they were. And we let them off the hook. You were two and seven, you'd be in a bad mood too. Hey, fellow Warzone listeners. My name is Zach Camps. Uh, I'm not golfing or slinging my hands in monster. I'm usually thinking about Dynasty Fantasy Football. A couple months back, I joined the Patreon just to take my Dynasty passion to the next level. And I'll tell you what. Well, let's just say there's writer downers for days in the Patreon. The member, you get access to the bonus pod where the guys take the filter off and talk about a wide variety of topics that maybe they won't cover on the normal show. You also get access to Memphis and Jerry for one-on-one advice, personal dynasty dilemmas. They'll tackle them for you, help you out with it. You just don't get that anywhere else. But I'd say my favorite part about the Depth of Patreon is the, uh, the group chat. Tell you what, these guys are some excellent minds tons of fun the fire in there is amazing great platform to post trade questions debate rookie values share insight interact with some cool people from across the globe you know shout out to those guys in australia they're blowing my phone up all the time you know the best part is there's no twitter trolls or facebook trolls arguing about stuff they don't know anything about so uh, if you want to enjoy your dynasty experience even more win those championships pause the podcast right now sign up and you can thank me later in the group chat What's happening, guys? Happy Wednesday, and welcome to the Dynasty War Zone, the People's Dynasty Podcast. On today's show, we're doing it. We're finally doing it. The first rookie mock draft of the 2023 season. Uh, looking forward to it. We're going to do one round. That way, we can get to know these guys a little bit. But here's a guy that you're never really going to have to get to know because you know him already. He is my co host. He is, in fact, the man of the hour and the man with the power. Jerry Sinclair, what's going on, buddy? Nothing, man. And absolutely the person that you would never pick in the first round. But I am doing absolutely fantastic. Uh, it's good to be sitting here with you again. And on a day where we get to mock draft, my first mock draft, I have been waiting. I have been restraining myself and not just venturing out into the public so that I can do this. So I could do it with my main man, the man, the myth, the legend himself. Randers. Speaking of Randers, we'll, we'll, we'll jump into Randers. Actually, this is a, a two-way tie-in. So I have done one mock draft, but it was a startup mock draft, but it did include the rookies. So we were able to weave these guys in. It was about two or three weeks ago with the guy. Speaking of Randers, 
my, our buddy John Sheps over at Toilets to Titles. They uh, they did a mock draft. It was myself, John Labe, John Sheps. I'm drawing a blank on the other gents that took part in that that mock. But if you go to the Toilet to Titles YouTube page, you'll find it. It was on a Tuesday a couple of weeks ago, and you can see where we were weaving those rookies in. And speaking of YouTube, if you're watching live on YouTube, you'll notice that there is no mock board. So I tried to go into Sleeper. Jerry, they do not have mock drafts up yet, at least not on the app. See, that's why we can't have nice things, man. It feels criminal. Now, 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 in fairness to Sleeper, I could do a mock draft for one of our patron leagues. Mm -hmm. So when I was testing this theory earlier, I could do a mock and I could do a startup mock with like, you know, existing players, or I can do a mock based on the way that my picks would lay out in the one I looked at today was patron 12. And I was like, this is not exactly what we're trying to do. So we're going to do a mock draft. We're going to do one round, one simple round. We're going to do super flex. We're going to do tight end premium. And we're going to see where some of these pieces fall out but I, I i've got lots of newness and i've got lots of goodness for you um but jerry i i know a uh, i know a particular segment that that you used to love it, it's called good people bad tweets are you familiar i am and i still love it uh well we're, we're gonna give that a break for a while we're gonna yeah. we're gonna have people stop blocking us on social media speaking of social media you can follow us everywhere at Dynasty Warzone on literally everything. The big ones for us, the ones that really help Jerry and I, is the YouTube channel. YouTube, subscribe. See, if you were subscribed to the YouTube channel, you could have already listened to this. And it would be uh, a super beneficial thing for us, as well as rating and, and reviews. So, Jerry, you do know that uh, our patron, codenamed Joe, he he won a patron league, much like you did, by the way. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And Joe said, you know what? Take those winnings and let's put someone on scholarship. I'm going to pay for all the patron leagues that I'm in, and I'm going to put someone on scholarship. So what's that mean? He's going to pay your year's dues to be in the patron, and you're going to get an orphan courtesy of Joe. Now, Jerry, you weren't here last week when I was – when I was recording with Bruce Matson, I made a decision on the fly, and I, I hope that uh, that you're okay with this. But if you want to be entered into win the patron scholly, as I'm calling it, S C H O L L Y scholly, best I got. So you can go to iTunes, Spotify, or YouTube, and leave a review on Spotify or iTunes. Just type in scholly in your email address. That's all I need. And on YouTube, you can comment on one of our videos, Scully, and your, uh, I guess, email. Email is the word. Twitter, I guess Twitter would work, but prefer email. Leave your email. We'll get you entered. And thanks to Joe, we're going to put someone on scholarship. Now, I see our good friend Mike, and I don't want to let Mike down. He loves good people, bad tweets. But, uh, but just for Mike, because we're not going to do that tonight. Uh, it was on hood. I didn't. I didn't have the uh, the old soundboard up very loud. You know what, Jerry? This is what you. This is what you're dealing with on, on live radio. The Crip Mac on hood. He just got oh. it set up on his phone already. Well, you know, it's it's like I'm, I'm trying to like produce the show, edit the show, do all of the things. 
And I'm just trying to half-ass co-host it. So it's a nice gimmick for me. Well, Jerry, that's because you're handsome. So so you can get away with it because you are so handsome. But in substitute of good people, bad tweets, we are gonna in, we're gonna come up with something new. Because Jerry, what what season are we in right now? A rookie non-point season, point scoring season, non-point ski- season. Um, we're we are in non-point scoring season. We are in rookie season. Rookie season is Heights. the best season. And so what I'm going to do is I did this on Twitter the other day, and I, I got a lot of traction from this. Now, if we see good people, bad tweets, Jerry and I will 100% hold the offending parties accountable. Is that, can, can we agree to that, Jerry? Yeah, and honestly, I haven't seen many super terrible ones, at least. Give it time. You know, but but this was because, you know, I'm a Will Levis guy. You know, a little spoiler alert to the draft. I, I'm a Will Levis guy. I'm an unapologetic, toolsy guy. You know, if you come to the if you come to the draft and you have tools in your tool belt, awesome. You know, I love you know Josh Allen was one of my biggest was one of my biggest hits ever. I have Josh Allen on so many leagues, and I was way out ahead of consensus on Josh Allen. But also, I was way out ahead of consensus on Sam Darnold. You hit some, you miss some. But I love me a toolsy quarterback. So the other day, I pulled up a a review. Uh, a pre-draft review of a player, and I read it on the internet, and it was about a big toolsy quarterback from Lance Zerline, and he had like a, a round one to two grade on him, talking about how he didn't play in structure, he would drive a coach crazy, needed to land in the right system, and and, and that quarterback ended, ended up being Patrick Mahomes. Hmm. And people were guessing, I was like, so I blacked out his name, I posted the picture on Twitter, and people were like, it's Josh Allen, it's Zach Wilson. It's, it's like, no, it's it's Patrick Mahomes. And, and the point of doing this, and I'm going to read one here in a second and make Jerry guess of who this player is. The point of doing this is to remind everybody that we, that being me and Jerry, the consensus, everybody who does this, they're going to get as many of these wrong as they get right. So instead of taking one person's opinion, my opinion, Jerry's opinion, Ray Garvin, Mel Kuyper Jr., Todd McShay, Lance Zerline, the guys at the Dynasty Nerds. Pick anybody. Don't take anybody's one opinion on a player. Get as many opinions as possible and craft your own draft board. And, and I think that you'll be uh, very excited and, and, and very uh, very well prepared, Jerry. What do you think about that thought? That's, I mean, that's exactly what I do. Because I don't trust a damn one of y'all, myself included. Well, That's all right. Well, consume let's, so much. Well, well, let's get into this, man. Let, let, let's see how good how good you are. Now, this guy I'm was I'm a guy. wide. This this guy is a wide receiver. He didn't yeah. die, so he's still currently with us. He's yeah. a wide receiver, but I'm gonna I'm gonna take out the the things that would make you understand who he is. Okay. Okay. Blank's explosiveness and big playability is unquestioned, but he might find that the transition from his college scheme to what he will see in the pros will take time to get used to. He had success with short catch-and-run passes combined with go-routes to maximize his talents at college. With NFL hash marks, he won't have as much free room to work with. He'll be facing much faster and physical competition across from him. We haven't even delved into the question of whether or not his quarterback can put it back together this season. 
his emergence might have to wait a year or longer in the league. Jerry, I'm a wide receiver. Who am I? Okay, can you you got to give me a time frame at least, like a, a... Uh, within the last six years. Okay, so that puts us at 2017. Um, I feel like <sighs> would you set me up for failure immediately? Is the question? Um, yes, Corey Davis. Close. You got the first name right. It's Corey Coleman. Ah, Jesus. I did that on purpose to be an asshole. I I did it on purpose to be an asshole because I know you have a checkered, a checkered past with uh with Corey Coleman. I do. But that was from Lance Zerline. And I'm gonna use Lance Zerline a lot. First of all, I have the utmost respect for Lance Zerline, how he rates and reviews players. I'm not gonna hold Lance accountable for perfection. My point is, is that we hear these things and and you heard positives about explosiveness, you know, uh, run after catch, et cetera, good go ball. But can he put it all together at the NFL level? That is going to be consensus for what we see a lot. So uh, we'll be doing one of those a show. And speaking of one of those a show, so if you were on the YouTube channel, subscribed, you would have caught this show on Sunday night. Maybe you watched it Monday morning as you were on the way to work or hopefully not driving and watching YouTube. That would be bad. But listening, listening's fine. Um, you would have known that on Monday night, Garrett Price from the Dynasty Nerds going to come back by and talk more running backs with me. So bonus, bonus coverage coming up. And uh, Jerry, all this is to say that all of this extra, all of this bonus is brought to you by the Patreon. Patreon.com forward slash Dynasty Warzone. And uh, not only can you get in a great group chat, not only can you hang out with me and Jerry, all the patrons, you get bonus stuff. I'll get into the patron bonus stuff here in a, a second. Jerry, they could play in the league with you. Yeah, and lose, but at least they'll get the experience. That's fun. Well, I mean, you did take their money in, in in one of our patrons. I did not this year. I had a I had a rough go. Of, I finished second. We agreed to split in one league. Um, out of the ones I, I did not set the world on fire. But right now, new patrons, while supplies last, um, you can hit me up in the DMs. We'll hook you up with an orphan. We have four left. We had a new patron join just literally a day or so ago. And his name's Austin. He already picked up an orphan, Jerry. How about that? Well, I mean, it, it's like a drug. Dynasty leagues are like a drug. I don't blame him. You know, he can come in here. He can mix it up. And, you know, we always talk about, you know, what else can we give these patrons? What else can we include for their support? Well, uh, I've I've reinvested in some technology that you often hear Jerry and I say, well, before I hit the record button or after we hit the record button, Going forward now, I can record everything. So I'll edit that out of this broadcast that you're listening to via podcast or via YouTube. And I'm going to stitch that together along with my conversation tomorrow night before I hit record with Garrett. And I'm going to post that for our patrons on Tuesday morning. Jerry, how about that? Listen, that's where honestly the meat and potatoes of the show and the production happens. So. And the and things that we don't all, lots we, and lots of shenanigans too. But. Well, tonight before we hit record, we talked about a couple of trades. You traded the 101, you traded for the 101, 
and then traded that same 101 away. I traded away T. Higgins. Uh, I was out walking it like I talk it. Uh, I said I was going to trade for Mac Jones. I traded for Mac Jones in a patron league. Guys, all of this to say is patreon.com forward slash dynasty warzone. Come over. Um, we're not raising the price. We're trying to create more things to make it more enticing to join and make it more fun and interactive for you. I think if you've been in a Patreon or you've done anything like that, I think for what you get with our group, you'll get a maximum amount of value for your money. So there you go, Jerry. That is a previous draft review brought to you by the Patreon. Do you feel silly? Are you mad that I picked Corey Coleman? Uh, no, it, I honestly, as I was hearing it, I sort of figured you were going to try and take a stab at me one way or another. That's why Corey Davis popped into my head. But let me just say about not raising the Patreon, we're like the good people at Arizona Ice Tea. We say piss off inflation. We're, just, we're, we're keeping it at a flat rate, flat rate. We're putting the price on our cans so even the gas station can't raise it if they want to. Jerry, I got, I got a nice set of cans. But but the, but the whole point uh, of the patron the whole point of the patron is uh, just to uh, you know cover the operating costs of dynasty and content creation and until we can you know do more with the YouTube that is the point but the point of this show Jerry is to do a mock draft now um, very rarely will I admit this but I'm going to admit this live and in living color on this podcast if you're watching live on YouTube Jerry's beard currently <laughs> looks way nicer than mine now my beard my beard's clean i don't have an andrew luck i don't have a neck beard but jerry you you look very stately right now you you look like a, a man about town so i, I, I think gonna... iowa is rubbing off on me i even got, i got like the the flannel on the plaid on how are those i mean m m mrs jerry doesn't listen how are the farmer's daughters <laughs> no comment no comment. Well, I mean, you know, I'm, I'm not trying to get Jerry in trouble, but, you know, there's uh, the old farmer's daughter. So we're going to keep Jerry out of trouble. We're going to make his uh, we're going to make his life a little bit easier. Jerry, I'm going to give you the 101. I'm going to give you a layup. Now, remember, this is super flex. This is tight end premium. No, you can't trade out. What are you doing with the 101? I think I think there's a a, a pretty, pretty clear answer. See, you think there's a clear answer, and I don't. Like, I, I, I'm going to take him just because I don't know as far as a prospect is concerned, Bijan Robinson's going to be the guy. But there is a lot of me that really thinks taking a running back 101 over two potentially long-term quarterbacks is a bozo move. But I'm still going to take Bijan just because – He's going to get draft capital. He's a great talent. He can do everything you want to do, yada, yada, yada. And if you get a Saquon, Christian McCaffrey-type prospect, even if the quarterbacks end up hitting, you'll be able to flip them for a shitload. You know, I, I don't want to belabor a, a mock draft show with talking about trades, but let's be honest. We all love trades. I love trades. I know Jerry. Jerry also loves trades. I would be going to the guy who has the 102, or anyone that, you know, because you should be actively following your league mates on social media, whether it's the group chat, Twitter, um, you know, Instagram, wh wherever they're talking about football. They're, you know, if, if someone in your league is a big Bijan fan, if they're a UT, maybe you're in a league with Matthew McConaughey. All right, all right, all right. And, and, and you know, if I was in a league with Matthew McConaughey, Jerry, do you know what team McConaughey roots for? 
The Longhorns, man. The Longhorns, man. So maybe I go to McConaughey and be like, hey, you know what? Give me your 103 because I don't think Matthew plays much. He should listen to more more Dynasty Warzone, to be honest. Sure. But, you know, I would say give me your best running back in the 103 for Bijan. You know, m- maybe I'm getting – I don't think I'm getting a Brees Hall. But, I mean, maybe I'm getting Javante Williams in the 103. I'm still okay. adding a running back to to my team. But I really, really want to add that quarterback. So what are your thoughts, Jerry? I mean, you can't trade out, but what are your thoughts when I when I say that? It, it, I mean, I'm looking to, to get the bag, as the kids say. Yeah. I mean, I, I like you said, I can't trade out of it right now. So I got to take Bijan. But in general, I think I am team trade the pick. I think whenever it's a running back at the top of the board and it's a running back that people have loved for multiple years, the the hype becomes too much that I can always profit off of it. So I think I'm team trade the pick rather than ride him out, but that's me. Yeah, I I, I have to agree. And so right, what I know right now, like said, this is not even February. As you're listening to this show, it is officially February. It's February 1st. That's when this show will drop. But as we're recording this, it's still January. And we don't know where these guys are going to be drafted, Jerry. But a guy that you know that I like, and I am probably going to be way too early on this, but unless I don't have my quarterback shit together on this roster, uh, I'm my number two in this class is going to be Jameer Gibbs. I am absolutely smitten with him. Um, this man said smitten. That's smitten. how you know he's smitten. I mean, I, I understand we're all supposed to love Bijan. He, he's the size, speed, you know, he's the physical package. But I, I, I'm no Matt Waldman. I'm I'm no film grinder. That's not what I do. But I sat down and watched, a you know, a, a handful of videos on Jameer Gibbs play football, and it is fun. It is so much fun. The way that he, he plays the modern game. And I said this last year about Garrett Wilson. A lot of people had Drake London as the wide receiver one in the class last year. Mm-hmm. And I, I t- remember what I said. I, a, I didn't like his injury profile. And I said that I liked the way that Garrett Wilson played football. He plays it in a manner that football is played in 2022, now 2023. It just fits better. It translates better to what is going to lead to fantasy points, which is exactly why I'm taking Jameer Gibbs here. Over a quarterback, I think I can. there's enough quarterbacks in this draft that I can maybe get one. If I had the 102 and I have the 202, I'm thinking to myself, you know what, maybe an Anthony Richardson falls to me there and I can reach my quarterback there. But just seeing the way this guy plays football, could he play the game like Alvin Kamara? Could he play it like Christian McCaffrey? You know, that that running, wide-receiving threat. He'd be like a nice tandem for somebody. So it's going to get weird at the running back position very quickly in dynasty, but I'm going to go Jameer Gibbs, Jerry. I wanted to, go, I wanted to go quarterback. I wanted to, but I didn't. No, I, and I think it's fine. I think most people will tell you that he comps to Alvin Kamara. And then the people that sniff their own farts will tell you that it's not trendy to, Oh, of course you're comparing him to Kamara. He looks like him. I mean, he's roughly the same size. He's a good pass catcher. He did it in the sec. Listen, is he going to amount to that? I don't know, but I, it's not a terrible pick. I think there's the first four guys that we're going to name are probably going to be the first four guys that go in just about every draft for the most part. And for the third one, I'm just going to go Bryce Young. 
because I get a former Heisman winner from Alabama. And listen, you, you have a lot of talent at Alabama, and it makes your life easier to be the quarterback at Alabama. Two ain't been that bad. Jalen Hurts looks pretty good. I mean, Mac Jones, we've talked about him a shitload on this this podcast. I mean, these guys play in the NFL. They're fantasy relevant. And he has looked pretty damn good, and I would be thrilled to get him at three. All right, let me ask you a question. Now, this yep. is January. Is there a spot that Will Levis or C.J. Stroud could land in that would push you ahead of Bryce Young today? Obviously, you're drafting the pedigree of Bryce Young. Is there a guy that is there is there a guy that could make you? Uh, or excuse me, is there a landing spot that could push that guy ahead of Young that moves there Stroud is, or Levis ahead? There is probably not a chance that Levis can do it. I think him and Stroud are are the same. The only reason I put Bryce Young there is because Stroud has literally had some of the best wide receivers that college football has had. I mean, this guy had last year, he had JSN, Garrett Wilson, and Alave. Like that's, that's silly. And this year he had, you know, Marvin Harrison Jr. Who's probably going to be the guy we take it. 102 or 103 next year in rookie drafts. When we're He's doing next year's 101 right now. Yeah. I mean, that's what I mean. So he I mean, has literally he has had all of the shiniest, prettiest toys. He is he is a pampered up in his ivory tower playing with his toys. I mean, not to say Bryce Young hasn't, right? He's from Alabama. He has for sure. So that I'm just gonna separate it because of that. But honestly, I wouldn't be surprised if either of these guys went 101 overall. It would not shock me for one second. So I'm gonna go ahead and make my pick because it, it will uh it will tag along to, to your pick. I, I'm going Will Levis. And the reason why the reason why I would have him, I, I'm just going to draft the tools guy. I, I, I'm not going to draft safe and sturdy. You know, neither Bryce Young nor C.J. Stroud bring the rushing floor of a of a Justin Fields. And I don't love the size. I mean, and, and I tweeted this the other day. How many Power Five? Now you remember, think about this: Power Five, powerhouse teams that have produced quarterbacks that are right around six foot and two hundred pounds. How many of those quarterbacks have have thrived? Baker has not done well. You know, um, Tua played better this year, always hurt. You know, Kyler Murray, he started off good. Where, where are we at now? So you're kind of seeing a trend of these sub, you know, 200-pound, right at, we'll call it 200, and, and right at six-foot, give or take. Give me the big guy. Give me the big guy who was – out there scrapping, doing everything to win. Um, you listen to the character stuff, and I know that shouldn't matter for football, but it's the same stuff that I loved about Justin Herbert. So if I'm going to take a swing on a quarterback in a super flex draft, I don't, I don't want to hit a double. I want to hit a home run. I can trade for a double. We talked about before I hit the record button. I can trade for Matt Jones. I can trade for Brock Purdy. You can get doubles other spots in a dynasty league. If I'm going to take a shot this early in a draft on a QB, I want to take the guy that I think can be the home run. And for me, the home run in this draft, because he has the rushing upside is Will Levis Jerry. He eats a banana with the peel. How, how am I to trust a human being? He puts mayonnaise in coffee. That's I didn't know that. That's not that, as that, repulsive. That, that, that's, but that's what I'm saying. Just, this man eats a banana with a peel, Randy. I, are you going to bring that to the combine and tell me he doesn't have red flags? 
You, you know, it, it, from, from what I've read and some of the research I've done on him, he has like that alpha bros thing that that dude's dude. I mean, we all whether we want to admit it or not, and maybe some of us are that guy, but very few of us are that guy. That there's a certain magnetism that other big time college football players see in this guy and they gravitate toward him. It's the same thing they said about Justin Herbert at the senior bowl, that he was the guy that when he sat down at the lunch table, the other guys wanted to sit with him. That's the qualities that you hear about. Will Levis eating bananas with the peels on it, notwithstanding. So, so that is my number four pick Jerry. So uh, we're going to make two more picks and then I will do a recap. Okay. I'm going to do CJ Stroud just because this is an easy one for me. He could also be my one-on-one. So if I if I could get him here, I would be thrilled. Uh, I think we are probably one or two more picks away from a, a big tier, in my opinion, with this class. So I'm going to stick with him. Listen, the dude has been highly productive. He has had all the prettiest, shiniest toys in the world, but he's been good with them. And he he easily could have beaten Michigan, and Ryan Day was an absolute disaster and cost them those games, but the ceiling was much higher for the Buckeyes and they didn't perform when they should have in the biggest games, but it wasn't because CJ Stroud struggled. Um, I, I would be happy with Stroud, especially in this spot. Honestly, I, I have no problem with you taking Stroud here. I was not sold on him and I don't want to become the victim of the moment, but that game he played against Georgia in the semifinals of the national championship tournament he really did a good job of mixing in his legs more. And, and not only did I see it, but I've, I've read it. You know, that was like one of the things that's like, you know, fans and analysts wanted to see Stroud do more. Not that he needs to be Justin Fields or Josh Allen, but just use his mobility and, and, and run for that extra five yards here or there and, and, and use the mobility that he has. But, you know, where I would love to see him, uh, Indianapolis former head coach Frank Reich landed in Carolina. Yeah. I would love to see Stroud. I don't think he'll last till eight where they're currently drafting, but th- that would be a spot, man. I think Carolina is going to be a player in this draft to go up and get their guy. Although I wouldn't also be su- surprised if Carolina, who lost, um, oh my gosh, the guy from Mississippi State, uh, he got hurt. And I'm drawing a like Matt Carroll. Thanks, Jerry. I'm glad you're there on the spot. Yep. Matt Carroll. Got you. Why is the man the hours man with the power? I mean, what do you tell you? Mississippi, though. Not was it Mississippi? Mississippi? My, yeah, my, apolo- bad, my, my apologies. But uh, I, 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 they may want to see what they have with him. But at, at any rate, I really like C.J. Stroud. I think he's my two. I actually have Bryce Young as my three. Um, I, I'm fine with that. You know, here's the thing. You don't weigh 200 pounds. You know, I mean, in this, I don't want to hold Bryce Young accountable for two of sins, but we've seen small quarterback guy just get crushed at the NFL level. You know, that's part of the reason why I like Levis. Part of the reason why I like Josh Allen. Part of the reason why I like Cam. Maybe I have boy. a. Type. I like Sam Darnold. Maybe I have a type. What do you want me to do? I like six foot three plus. I like two forty plus. I like some big Jerry. I like some big and uh, C.J. Stroud. Fits the big, but this uh, this next guy will probably surprise you. He's going to be the first wide receiver off the board, and I am going to take him. I I have uh, loved this guy since last year. Uh, I loved him with Kenny Pickett. 
I loved him with Caleb Williams. I loved him in the ACC. I loved him in the Pac-12. Um, it just translates, man. And, and I think he's going to wind up in a really good spot. And kind of the same thing that I said about, uh, uh, about Garrett Wilson really playing that modern-style game of football. Man, that's Jordan Addison. Give me Jordan Addison. I know I like Jackson Smith and Jigba. I like Quentin Johnston. Uh, these guys are great. But you know what? I, I think this is the guy, especially if he lands in a very wide receiver, needy slash up, like hypothetically Green Bay keeps Aaron Rodgers and they drafted Jordan Addison. I think that I think that's super duper. Yes, sir. So uh, he's translated. He's played in pro systems. He's played in just about every kind of, you know, variety of offense that he could really play in. So for me, uh, would I love him to gain 10, 15 pounds and be a buck 75? I'm sorry, be more than a buck 75? Sure, I would. But what has the Slim Reaper, Devonta Smith, taught us? It's it's really about scheme and fit. And uh, so for me, it's Jordan Addison, sir. I am. You're not going to hear any any bitching from me on that one. I mean, dude, dude was awesome with Kenny Pickett. Dude was awesome this year. And I think you saying that he fits the modern NFL – in the same sort of way that Garrett Wilson is, is a perfect explanation for his game. He's just a dude that can play and can beat the guy across from him. And he, you know, he's not jump ball guy. Like he, he's not like where you have to worry if that's going to translate to the NFL. Cause the guy can just straight up beat people. So I'm fine with that. Well, you're on the clock, sir. Make your pick. Well, we got, we got to do a recap. I was, I was waiting. Oh, you know what? I, I did. I did. All right, so pick number one, Jerry went Bijan Robinson. Pick number two, I went Jamar Gibbs. Pick number three, yeah. Jerry went Bryce Young. Pick number four, I went with Will Levis. Pick number five, Jerry went with C.J. Stroud. And pick number six, I went with Jordan Addison. Jerry, thank you for reminding me to do that recap. So you're on the clock, 107. Jackson Smith and Jigba. It, I would. That's that's one of those picks where I'm not trading it. I'm picking in 1.1 second because there's nothing that somebody's going to offer me that I think is going to be better than that pick. If I could get him at 107, he's probably a dude I would take it like 104, 105, depending on how the draft lands. Where would you take a, him in a one QB? So obviously you got those. So I guess if we throw out the three quarterbacks, as high, as, one, as, as, high as 102 and as low as. 103 probably maybe 104 i have him ahead of jordan addison but for now we'll see how the draft shakes out and how the combine and yada 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 but i mean those guys are those are 1a and 1b for me i just so, go ahead nothing about this recent report from a, a todd mcshay saying that um he's like a wide receiver three type in the nfl uh, none of that bothers you the the i mean again we we read the we read the pre, you know, pre-NFL draft report at the beginning of the show for a wide receiver. So I'm not gonna let it sway me. I want to see what more people say, but no concern with that at all. No. Because I watched that man put Garrett Wilson and Chris Olave on the fucking back burner. And those guys are two guys that I would love to have as cornerstone pieces of my dynasty roster. And he made them look silly. 
as a freshman. I mean, that's that's an animal. And if I can get him, I mean, I, I don't want to say he's potentially one of these, you know, C.D. Lamb, Justin Jefferson type prospects, but I don't think he's very far from it. Like, well, like, it, like if he if he could come out looking like Devonta Smith, I wouldn't be surprised in the least bit. Like I, I would be if I ended a draft with JSN and that was the only draft pick I made in the whole rookie draft, I would be thrilled with what I got. I mean, Garrett Wilson is an upperclassman. Chris Olave is an upperclassman. And this 18-year-old kid's going to come in there and act a fool? Oh, my goodness. Yeah, I'll take that. Wide receiver three in the NFL, my ass. All right. You, you heard a very fired up, a very, very passionate and, Jerry. And let me just say, I think this is sort of the tear break for me when it comes to this class. I, I, you know what? Normally, I like to whip out the old junk piece and piss all over the fire that is the hype mm-hmm. of, of of a given of a well, given. How, how, how many more you got? Uh, th- th- I have at least two more running backs and, and one wide receiver. And look at this guy set me up perfectly. What a co-host! And because it's tight end premium, what we're doing tonight, I'm going to go Michael Mayer. Um, right now, right now, one oh eight, Michael Mayer. You know, I know there's a lot of good tight ends in this class. Um, I, I've I've not done my tight end research. I'm going to put my hand up and say, guys, ladies and gents, it's not even February as we record this show, so I have plenty of time to do my my tight end research. But I do know enough to know that this guy is uh, is the real deal. Um, now, the one thing about drafting tight ends, see, this is the part of of the draft where at the 108. Maybe you have an aging guy. Maybe you have a Kelsey. Now, if you had Kelsey, you probably should have done better than 108. But, but, but maybe you, you have a guy. Maybe you band-aided your, your tight end position along. Maybe you've got George Kittle, okay? He had to get a good playoff run. Mm-hmm. And, but George Kittle's like 28, 29. Yeah. And even if it takes Mayer a year or two to really pop, I'm okay with that. I'm okay. I don't expect my rookie tight ends to come out and ball. Because when you do, you wind up in Kyle Pitts situations. So um, I, I, I think it may be a, a tad early, but I'm not going to let a guy that I really want as a contender. Remember, if you finish 107 through 112, unless you traded your pick, you you are a contender last year. So I'm going to get a guy that I can keep me contending for years to come. I like what I've seen on, on Michael Mayer. I like what I've read. On Michael Mayer, it's easier to say Michael Meyer, you know, the Halloween guy. Maybe I'll get the Halloween music, you know, give me like a little knife. But I'm going to go Michael Mayer. It's like Michael Meyer and John Mayer had a kid. So I'll draft Michael Mayer. Randy, I hate it. I hate it. The tight end position has just infuriated me over the last half of a decade. We have seen tight end hype. Usually we get it every year. Sometimes there's a gap, right? Like Kyle Pitts, 103-esque guy has not turned out. TJ Hawkinson, coming along, took a long time. OJ Howard. He's Ed there now. Ingram. We had to get TJ Hawkinson out of Honolulu Blue. Just saying. I, I, I mean, he, yeah, but like, that's what I'm saying. Like, I got to wait four years. I got to wait five years. Like, first round picks are just so valuable for me. That I just I don't think I can use one on a tight end. 
Now it's different if I'm in a two tight end league. Like if we're in the money league, yeah, this is a perfect spot for him. I just, I, I cannot waste a first round pick on him anymore. I thought Kyle Pitts was going to be a no, no brainer, right? Like that was an elite guy. He was practically a wide receiver and he was going to get tight end points. <laughs> Hawk for the most part, like, like Hawk's been good. What is, what did he get this year? 800 yards. Uh, all I know is he was the tight end two in yeah, all, which is, uh, which, and, and, which is cool, which is good enough for wide receiver thirty six or something. Like it, it just, yeah. I, listen, I, 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 under, I, I understand your pessimism, Jerry. It's okay. No, I, it's 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 fun. No, no, no. It is no longer pessimism. It is a fundamental hatred for tight end type in rookie drafts, because the only one that's really turned out is Mark Andrews, and I don't even think Mark Andrews was a first round pick that year he came out. I'm pretty sure we were taking him in the second, if I remember correctly. Yeah, he was in that like the, uh, 206, give or take, yeah, and, 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 and tight like, end premium. And like Dallas Goddard, too. Like, it, you know, he was same sort of thing. I just, I hate it, hate it with everything in me. But my ninth pick is I'm going to take running backs in this spot just because if they can get playing time, they're going to they're just going to be valuable. Even if I don't really love them, even though I, I don't dislike this guy at all. Uh, it's Zach Charbonnet from UCLA, formerly from Michigan. I'm going to say a comp and I don't want it to be a bad thing because this guy was a good prospect when he came out, but he's very Darius Geis. Like he just, he plays violently. He's a big guy. He can get moving. You know, he's, he can catch the ball. If he lands in a spot where he's going to get an opportunity, I think he's going to be productive with it. And I am not a huge fan of the the little guy. And the, and there's the, there's a couple of them in this class who are really fast, and you think that if they can catch some passes, they'll be okay, but they just can't break tackles. And Zach Charbonnet does a good job of that. So I, I'm going to take him here, and I would be – I don't know if I'd be thrilled to take him at 109, but I also wouldn't be upset with it. Okay. Okay. Well, I, I listen. When you get to these running backs, when you once you get past to me, once you get past Gibbs and once you get past Robinson, it's a. Uh, I agree. It's it's a uh, beauty's in the eye of the beholder situation, yes. and uh, you know I'm waiting for the first guy. Uh, I'm I'm hoping, and praying, and hoping and praying that somewhere out there someone pronounces his name Charbonnet. I'll take that there, Zach Charbonnet. Char- I'm sorry, who? Uh- yeah, that there's Zach Charbon. He, he he's the same guy who orders a Philip Mignon. Oh uh, yeah, I mean the, well, the Philip Mignons are delicious. Oh, one thing I will say about Charbonnet that I am worried about is it seems like watching him play his his most used move is the shake and bake. And while that may work in college, I think a linebacker or a safety is just going to eat that boy up if he tries the shake and bake. That's a technical term also. Is that like Ricky Bobby? First, you got to shake it. (laughs) Well, you know, if if, if you listen to last week's show with Bruce Madsen, you know, that was one of my criticisms on Charbonnet is that, man, lose the shake and bake. Lose the shake and bake. Put your head down and just blast. Remember, you're 220 pounds. You're you're not Jameer Gibbs. You're not, you know, 5'10", 200 pounds. You're 6'1", 220. Act like it. Run like it. Take he that safety a little bit. Smash him. Of James Conner too. He's like a James Conner, Darius Geis kind of guy. So that's what I would like to see him. You know, don't 
don't be a shit bird like Darius Geis was, but yeah, don't be a horrible human. So yes. it's funny. I'm, 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 you know, because I'm, because we we can't do this on on sleeper yet, where it would give us a list of rookies at ADP. So I just pulled up a list of rookie names, and I'm using DLF's rookie rankings. And, and so far, neither one of us have taken their RB three off the board. And I got news for you. He's not going now because there's someone I like a whole lot better. And as a contender, when I'm drafting at the 110, Jerry, you, you, mm-hmm. you know you know what I like? I like guys that I like. And I'm going to take Sean Tucker from okay. Syracuse. My goodness. what I, I love these guys that come from – I mean, Syracuse isn't a poverty franchise. You know, it's not Southwest Utah A&T State. Right. You know, it's a it's it's a it's a good school. You know, it provided a lot of you know great legendary Indianapolis Colts like Dwight Freeney and, and Marvin Harrison Sr. But I really like this guy, 5'9, 210. A lot of fun to watch. He can catch the ball. Again, kind of like Jameer Gibbs. I think if this guy had went to a, a a power five school, like let's say he was the running back for USC, and we saw him a lot more with Caleb Williams and a Jordan Addison in that offense, I think we'd be going bananas. And and there would be an argument. He would be the the wide – not the wide receiver, excuse me, the running back too. He can catch the ball. He can make things happen in space. I love the size. Uh, I'm excited to see what his combine metrics. But based on the limited research that I've done so far and the conversations that I have had with, like I said, Bruce Matson, and I'm going to have tomorrow night with, uh, with Garrett Wilson – I'm going to go Sean Tucker. That one's going to be trouble on YouTube if you turn that T into an F. You see what I did there? Uh, I'm cool with that one. Uh, my next pick is is one that I've seen him go a lot earlier than where I'm going to take him. And I don't hate taking him here because I think he has issues that I just – I will probably not draft this player a lot would be my guess. Uh, it's Quentin Johnston, the wide receiver from TCU. He's a big body. He was highly productive on a very good team. He even, you know, did really well against Michigan's defense in the college football playoff. And and he's, I don't know, there's just something about watching him play where it's a lot of like, not like, like you said, not the modern NFL. He's not creating tons of separation. It's It's a lot of curl routes and then spinning the other direction as the player tries to tackle him. And I really just don't think that's going to work in the NFL. That said, he is a good prospect, and I can absolutely 100% be wrong on somebody. And that's why I, he's definitely a first-round talent. I will take him here. And if I'm at 111, I lost in my championship, and I don't think there's, you know, you want to take the best prospect. And I think he he is probably the best prospect in this range. So I'm going to take him. He's not my favorite guy. I will likely not have tons of teams with him, depending on how the draft shakes out. He's just, I don't know. He, he's like, a, there's a later round guy right down the road from me, Xavier Hutchinson from Iowa State. He just reminds me of just a little bit better version of him. And I can get Hutchinson in the third round or the late second. So I don't think I will be investing in QJ like that. Yeah, I, I want to like him. You look at some of the, oh my gosh, some of the graphs and charts you see on him physically. You know, he's six foot four. He can scratch his ankles without bending over. Uh, incredible wingspan. Good athlete. 
I, I just kind of the the same. It, it, what offense is is going to use him? You know, is he going to be heavily targeted at the NFL level? You know, you, you got to create separation in a different way in in twenty twenty three. I just don't think you can out athlete everybody. Yeah. So 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 that I I, I don't think we're we're doing him a disservice. I think you're getting a potentially th- this again. This is where you're a contender. You're contending. You 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 know you finished as the runner up in your league last year. So so you've done nothing wrong by by drafting this guy. But for me, I I, I would have I'm going to continue to to live by my my personal motto, and that's you know draft running backs and I'll trade for the wide receivers later. So I'm going to take Zach Evans. Now, he was a guy that Bruce and I spent a fair amount of time talking about last week. It's like he's the guy that feels busty. You know, he he feels yeah. like if, if there was a guy that was going to bust out of all of the names that we've talked about and you were like to have like a like a warning sticker on there, he he, he would have the highest rate of 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 bust about him. I love the size, six foot two fifteen. That's prototype. Uh, good athlete. I don't really have a lot of bad things to say about him. It, it just, I don't see a guy like some of these guys that you see playing with passion. Sometimes I do, and sometimes I just see a guy that's just like playing to play. So at this point, if I'm a contender. Or in, and obviously with the 112, if I kept my pick, I won the league. And if I won the league, I probably did it on the backs of guys like Austin Eckler, guys like Derrick Henry, you know, Dalvin Cook, et cetera, et cetera. And those guys are coming up into years six, seven, eight of their NFL career. And if I want to continue to contend, easy for me to say, but if I want to continue to contend for the years to come, um, I've got to be able to restock that that running back position. So I'm going to go ahead and and take one, and I'm going to take another running back, and I'm going to take Zach Evans. Jerry, what are your? I saw you nodding your head on some of my Zach Evans comments. Yeah, he's. I mean, I think coming into the rookie class, I think he was a five star kid. I think he was just behind Bijan. Uh, he played at TCU, and then he transferred to Ole Miss. He just wasn't super productive, but as far as when you watch him, I mean, bro looks good. I, I, I mean, and mostly I'm nodding my head at your your sentiment to take running backs in this range because you already have a team, right? Like if you're picking 9, 10, 11, 12, you have a championship winning team. You, you may or may not have won it, but you have a team that can win it and was in a good position to win it, whatever happened to make you not. Running backs will always help you. you, Go ahead. Sorry. I was just going to say, when you have Damian Pierce or, you know, Isaiah Pacheco or, you know, those guys were plug and play in the playoffs. Right. And and if you can get them and you can play them and they're useful and they can help you patch together a situation where maybe you have a championship team and you lost a running back. Well, maybe your opponent did, too, but you have Isaiah Pacheco and they have, you know. Quentin Johnston, who's, you know, he might be a nice prospect, but he's not helping you win right now. Like, it, it's just, 
always, always going to take the running back because you're going to know if they're useful or not. Because if they're playing, you can plug them in. You're going to be good and have your 16 catches or 16 touches, excuse me. But love the running backs at the end of the first round. Well, and, and you know, sometimes sometimes you, you you wind up with a with a uh, oh my goodness, I'm, I'm drawing a blank. Oh, uh, 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 Daryl Henderson, that was the name I was thinking of. I remember yeah. drafting a lot of him in the one ten to one. Some AJP rhymes and like yeah, it, it happens yes, for sure. Yes, absolutely. Sometimes you get like a Monty. A Monty can fall a yeah. little bit la- later, like this. But I mean, I, I hate to give the uh, the 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 people that always talk about draft picks credit. Because you know I'm not in the credit business, but you know what? There are still a lot of really good, talented players. Like we haven't even talked about, you know, Keyshawn Butte, one of my favorite names of all time. Joshua Downs. Um, I, I keep falling in and love, uh, in and out of love with Jalen Hyatt. I mean, we're going to continue to talk about a lot of these guys. So I think right now. Um, Unless you're a true contender, if you're a true contender, I'm out there buying up veterans, veterans that are going to help me win. But I have no problem with like, I think the top 20, I mean, we didn't, we talk about Anthony Richardson. I mean, they're Devin at chain. I hope I pronounced that correctly. We have, we have so many more guys to talk about Jerry, but this is what makes mock draft season fun. And eventually we'll get some more guests on here. Um, so a little thing for the audience and, and for the patrons as well. Part of the reason why we've been recording on Sundays, it's just been easier for Jerry. Part of the reason why I've been doing guests on, you know, Monday night live on YouTube. That's why you should be subscribed. But part of the reason why I've been doing that is I don't really want to ask football fans to miss watching football, to talk football. You know, it'd be like, you know, a guy or a lady owns a bar and you ask them to come bartend at, the, at your bar when, when their bar is close because that just that doesn't feel right. So we'll be past the Super Bowl. We'll have a lot more guests. And, uh, Jerry, I've already got a verbal commitment from John Sheps and Nino from the Toilets to Titles guys. Nice. They're going to come on and talk wide receivers with us. And they're going down to the Senior Bowl in Montgomery. So they're going to bring – they're going to bring some uh, some knowledge back from from Mobile to share with us. But Jerry, we got a lot to discuss this uh, this off season. Yes, we do, and it is just the beginning, my friend. The beginning of a long and wonderful journey. Yep. So we're we're going to continue to to put out more and more content. Uh, we are going to end this live stream. I am going to remind you of the patron. And speaking of the patron, that's what Jerry and I are going to go do. Jerry and I are going to go talk some more football. That way I can, uh, you know, put a little bonus content out for the patrons and it's exclusive, but it's not that exclusive. If you got five bucks a month, if you can go from a double Frappuccino Vente latte with an extra whip and you can have a $1 black coffee from McDonald's, you too can come and hang out with us over at patreon.com forward slash dynasty Warzone, Jerry. Remember the uh, the scholarship, the patron scholarly. Leave a rating and review. Leave the word scholarly and a way to get a hold of you. And or you can uh, sign up for the patron. We'll get you hooked up with a uh, the orphan. Jerry, a lot going on, buddy. Yeah, and it's going to continue being that way. But we can all avoid. I'm trying to think of what my my Starbucks order is. So hold on, it's a lot of words. Well, a- so I can tell you what mine is while you think. I'll, I'll buy you the time that you need. To start. <laughs> okay, My, mine's pretty simple. Um, I like a, a grande blonde, simple blonde roast. 
Um, you know, they, they don't always have it as crazy as that sounds. So I'll, I'll, I'll settle for a pike if they don't have it. Black like my soul. Um, now, now, now my wife, now she's got this new thing where she's buying like, it's not Cool Whip. It's like a healthier version of Cool Whip. And we got to put a shitload of that. I just give me some fucking black. There, there's the, the one F word for the day. Give me some fucking black coffee. It was just some coffee, Jerry. Black coffee. What about you? What's your what's your order? Okay, so I I don't like to say it when I'm there because I feel like it's too much of a mouthful, and I just want to be the dude that's like, get me the coffee. But it is an a venti iced brown sugar oat milk shake and espresso. So I always just say oat milk espresso because I don't want to be like I got a flannel on and I got this beard and I got the super bendy bill hat. Like I don't want to be you know the hoity toity guy in the Starbucks line. But also. The venti ice brown sugar oat milk shake and espresso is effing delicious. So I also want to enjoy it. Look at that. That was that wasn't even a Patreon. Everybody just got all well, of Jerry, our Starbucks I, 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 for that. So I want to also on this. just straight black coffee with a diabetic amount of sugar. Also, my thing. Uh, so too. so I listened to that order, and this is what I got. Emotional damage. I've got emotional damage from from your Starbucks delicious. order. So I'm gonna have to hit the end record button. But I want to thank you guys for for tuning in. Um, but on behalf of that man and his foo-foo Starbucks drink, you can follow him at Jerry Sin DWZ. You can follow me at DWZ Memphis. Uh, please rate, review, and subscribe everywhere. It's the freest way and the best way to help us grow. Or check out Patreon, patreon.com forward slash Dynasty Warzone. And remember, here at the Dynasty Warzone, we're just trying to make the world a better place for fantasy football. Thanks for tuning in, guys. Have a great week. We have now added a new and revolutionary increase in destruction. Des and Troy. You see, when you put them together, they destroy. Yeah! We got company. Hang on. Uh.